How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is only the backup anyway. Okay. One, two, three. Marvelous. Same Amazing. shit every time. Our reaction is the same every time <laughs> as well. Well done, everybody. Well done. Never been better. Never a clap like it. Really accomplished something. I've just spent the last uh, half an hour rewatching, not half an hour, probably 30 seconds, watching that video of the two people fucking on the tent on the canal. Have you heard oh about that? my god, I loved it. It's pure pornography. I walked, I was driving past the tent. I was driving past that spot. Actually, I need to rewatch the video to, to, because there's a green tent out there. But from what I recall, the video it was like a red. reddish tent. It was a red tent. And it was a bit further and up. But. Um, do you know where it was? I think. I think it was by the Hilton Hotel. So that, you know, the Ranala Bridge, where the barge is. Before you get to the barge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that WeWork is. Yeah. But there I was, need to see this. It's a different looking tent. But um, there was a lad in a green tent. But it was like the green was thrown over it. So it could still be the same tent. Lying on the canal, looking delighted with himself today. <laughs> like hands behind the head type of stuff. Yeah. Sophie, what it was, was... Exactly two, that. It was, a, it was like, you know when work. you put up... Oh, there you go. You can watch it now live. So it's... Oops. Have we got it open there? I'm, I'm so excited. Like, just literally just like so excited Salivating. about watching two people have sex. 
Oh my god. It's so depressing. Oh no, isn't it? that wasn't the angle I was expecting. No, he has a lovely bum though. He's a nice bum. Harry, oh our man, God. sent it to me into my private DMs. <laughs> I only get, like, the real disgusting gear into my private stuff. I'm like, oh, thank you. That Evan. looks like, is it Charlemagne? Do you know what I love about it? Yeah. The walkers by. And then, like, it's yeah. he's pumping away there, isn't he? Red tent, anyway. I've definitely frozen, have I? That's opposite the Hilton, isn't it? That's the oh, Hilton Hotel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, glorious. Welcome to Dublin. This is... This is stunning. The physical act of love. I mean, it's beautiful no matter where it takes place. Like, it's terrible of us to... I know you can't identify anybody. This is just a little bit of a laugh. But, like, we shouldn't be sharing these things. Someone's bare bottom. Do you know what you shouldn't be doing? Recording it. I feel Mm. like sharing is a secondary offence. And the real offender is the weirdo with the phone out on the canal. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, nobody, (laughs) in fairness... It's not like those old videos like Slain Girl and KPMG Girl. No one's shaming them. They're That's just bad. like, there's your bare bottom out in public. In fairness, yeah. they are shaming and themselves. they're completely it's, unidentifiable. During the day, they, they have the tent, they have the net up and not the door bit. You know how you get the one well, layer. Well, it's hot in a tent. Very hot day yesterday. So according to Harry. And they're exerting themselves. Your man actually had a girlfriend and that wasn't it. And he's been snared because of this. How could you possibly identify someone from that video? Maybe they, well, if, they noticed they did. If your boyfriend was your man living in the tent, in no the way. red tent. I mean, I would definitely know Seb's arse. <laughs> would you? I wouldn't. I couldn't pick Seb's arse I'd out of I know Seb's arse. <laughs> it's very distinctive. <laughs> but like, also, I feel like I'd know, do you know the way like, you know, somebody's gait? And that's like a fucking gate. Not from that there. angle, though. I know what you mean. Like, everyone might have a, an, like a, like a, their own rhythm, like in the way of fingerprints. Yeah, their own kind of little just way yeah. of looking and being. And when pumping oh, into something. Oh, that is such a good creep of the week. It's the least sexiest guys. thing I've ever seen, really, isn't it? It's a bit depraved. Yeah. <laughs> depraved. I just feel bad for them. Like, having sex in the tent is just such a... Sweaty or moist experience. Like it's actually I'm impressed with the fact that he seems to be he's got he's gained good purchase there and is actually able to fuck her. Because I feel like you'd fuck someone straight out of the tent, it's so slippery. You know? It's very I'd say this this your hair is very shiny today, Jen. It's shiny. My hair is shiny. I feel like yeah, like that slippery hair is like on a par with the slipperiness of an inside of a tent. But not on a hot day. On the inside of a tent, a hot day is kind of sticky. I'd yeah. say, if anything, they're getting weird, like skin to plastic kind of burn. Mm. Do you know what this reminds me of? It was at this time last year that there was the infamous lick out on the canal. Do you remember that video? <laughs> what? It was just, it, I bet you it could even have been the same couple. Maybe they just have one public ride a year and it's real public. And it was I, a, a couple on the canal. Now, both definitely locked. But he was just giving her a lick out on the grass. And like, what do That's you, great. He's setting a great example for I the men of Ireland. I don't remember this. I can't know. I don't know now whether I saw that in real life or on a phone. Either way, I feel like there was a mixed reaction internally. It was like, ah, oh, it's disgusting. But also, fair play to her. 
<laughs> Gotta get your jollies where you can. That's it. I think any encouragement of men to, um, you know, go downtown is great. Do you know exactly? Yes, exactly. More power to, to those people. Maybe less public. It just makes it awkward <laughs> to have a conversation nearby. You just feel you have to make reference to the lick out that's happening to your right. It just sets an awkward tone for everyone else. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, just nodding over lick out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, the way to get around the being the creep with the phone problem is to instead sketch it on a little sketchbook. <laughs> Could you set up a small easel and one of those seats yes. that pop out of a stick? Exactly. Nobody could accuse you of being a creep then. You're right. So unless, but <laughs> as they walk by, they can see what you're sketching. It actually would be very funny. <laughs> Always those, uh, I'm those be canal such a people uh, wear visors. Have you noticed that? As you were describing that, I was thinking, and he's got a visor on. That seems to be kind of part of the look. Like uh, a very tiny DIY belt full of painting essentials, a visor, a pair of camo pants, a seat and a stick, and a travel easel. And kind of a novelty size um, piece of canvas, like smaller than an A4. Yeah, like very tinchy. Mm. Or else giant, one of the two. Exactly. I am this close to purchasing a travel easel, by the way. I think that's that just where my life has gone in lockdown. Are you I've getting become a kind of a hobby to, painter? To paint a hobby painter, didn't you do an art degree? Yes. You're well, a I, proper painter. That's true, actually. Mm. <laughs> but no, I was never good at painting. I've never really done it before. I took it up for lockdown. Uh Inspired by Laura DeBarra and Emer the Screamer. And uh, yeah, it's very pleasant. I bought myself some watercolours. Ari, my younger child, no, my middle child, identified that there was something in this world that was giving me a modicum of fucking pleasure. And he fucking attacked and chewed the shite out of my fecking Windsor Newton's proper coughed up 50 quid for the tubes. Oh, bollocks. But they look... He's an like, animal. He bit into them. That's I mean, so they annoying. look like they're, they're going to be tasty. Um, <laughs> Who could resist? So, um, here we all are. We've had our creep of the week. We had a lovely Zoom live on Thursday. It was good crack Truly on Thursday. Divine. And uh, it's great to be back now for our regular episode. I have an update on a favourite friend of the pod, Belle Gibson. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, did anyone catch themselves thinking, how is Belle I often in think lockdown? about where are our creeps? Where I know. Are they now? Well, she's at it again. She actually reminded me a little bit of uh, Trish, your mum. My mum. Um, yes, the reincarnated African queen. Yes. Because currently, Belle seems to be, uh, has seems to have ingratiated herself into um, an adoptive Ethiopian, Ethiopian community. What? Um, yes. So there was actually an official issue, official warning issued um, 
When Bell Gibson started speaking about raising large amounts of money for the Subantu, oh sorry, uh, for the Oromo ethnic groups, barbecues and events, right? So Oromo is a part of the Ethiopian community in Melbourne and Bell apparently was trying to worm her way in by attending weddings and barbecues <laughs> and has been spotted looking, and I quote, more Oromo than the Oromos. That was said oh. by one of the Oromos, so they can say it. Um, and also introducing herself as Sabantu, um, which is a name, a kind of common name in the, uh, in the community, uh, wearing a headscarf, as they favour, and claiming that she's blessed by Allah himself, directly. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. What do you so, do with her? What, what do you do with her? Here's a lovely picture of her posing at a kind of food stall in a market with uh, an Aroma man. And, um, yeah. She share. Can you share that raising money us? in the community? And I think that that is probably a massive red flag because we oh, know yes. Belle has a history of embezzlement and um, not handing over the charitable the charitable funds raised. <laughs> she also, at the moment, currently owes half a million in fines still from that whole "I don't have cancer" business. I'm sure there isn't a listener here who doesn't know who we're talking about, by the way, but... No. In case... In case... Is, she... is the notorious, notorious wellness blogger turned cancer faker. Is she going down the road of identifying as... Like a yes. Rachel Dolezal yeah. issue? I, I mean, I hope not, but I, she's definitely appropriating their um, fucking aesthetic, Yeah. I'm going to have a look at her now. Mad. Jesus, Belle. Wow. Delighted. Has she learned nothing? Nothing. I mean, especially even just like, like on a practical level, like if you're going to be a pathological liar, stop posing for all these pictures, Belle. There's loads of pictures. Hang on, I'll stick the... Uh, uh, I'll send stick it the our way. In our... Yeah. Like, just... I mean, even just be better at it, Belle. Painful. So that's what Belle's up to at the moment. Yeah. I just... Still getting out there, getting amongst Is she it, just like one of those people? Australia. Like, are they... Are, does she have mates that are just like, fucking hell, Belle, would you just give it a fucking <laughs> rest? Can you just give it a rest? <laughs> or, you know, or are her mates... Does she probably just has new mates for, you know, whichever Belle she is, is choosing to be Each in new that. thing. Yeah, I can imagine she's ditching completely her previous life or anybody who could call her out in her shit and then starting completely afresh from a, her personal... Yeah, because, like, her family... Like, her family of origin are just, I presume, in one long state of eye roll. Exactly. Because, like, her mum, you know, she completely threw under the bus the first time around... When all the allegations of her lying came out, she was like, you know, she told, she just came out with a load of shit about her family. She said that her brother was autistic when he wasn't. I mean, you know, there was, and that she was left to more or less raise him. 
I mean, it yeah. does not appear to be true, any of it. And like, you know, I'm sorry, what little sympathy we might have had for that story, Belle, like, it's you didn't just gone. fake cancer. You faked like all the cancers and exactly. you <laughs> stole all the money. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think it's new crew every time. So do you reckon she's, has she actually managed to raise any funds? Do you think? Or do we know? I'm just scrolling through this. Yeah. I think they're just like, kind of, they've sort of raised sort of concerns that she appears to be fundraising. But no, I don't think there's any, there's no reports like of particular Belle Gibson kind of, you know, GoFundMe or anything. You can never... Uh, the Daily Mail just never lets you down to be fucking depressed like before I hadn't even clicked on anything and it's just showing me a disturbing video of some disturbing event do you know that way <laughs> what is it the Daily Thanks, Mail Daily is Mail. just one car crash it's just a car crash thank you and I'm getting away from there had to take it off my phone do you ever mm. get too deep into Daily Mail with um, no, it's not something on... that I have much of an interest in oh, and that's God. not because I'm a better person than you though I am I just, I just, I don't know who any of the celebrities are particularly. It's Speaking not of not knowing who celebrities are. What? Chloe Kardashian's face. It's just well, the angle. Well, come on. It's just, just a fucking filter. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's done anything. Because in the other pictures. Are you guys, are you joking? Yeah, like, it's yeah, not her face. Not like anything Like, recently. in real life, I don't think she's plastic surgerized herself into this new person. Do are you? you sure? Why is there other... F- I wouldn't be that surprised if they had, like, a plastic surgeon on retainer who lives in lockdown with them. Probably. No, they probably, as soon the as they heard about the, the lockdown angle. measures, they were like, we need to self-isolate with Dr. Schwartzberg or whatever his name is. Maybe because I of the lockdown. I can't believe it. I saw a picky and I was like, who is that? And I got a terrible shock. I think well, it's just the angle, because the other pictures, she looks like the way she looks recently, like... No doubt she's had work done, but I don't think there's been anything major right really? now. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, not to be giving our friends at the Daily Mail even more traffic, but like, I'm just looking now at a, you know, before and after here, and you know, it looks like. I have those things are Chloe always trash where they have a plastic surgeon says she got this, 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 and this done. And they're usually far behind. It's probably much more advanced what she's done. I wouldn't be surprised if they had full head transplants at this stage. Well, fair fucks them. They look <laughs> Yeah, this is... Am I just looking at a deep fake? Like, just the thing is, like... I think she's trolling us. I think she knows well that it's ridiculous. And she's just like, meh, this could Hang be on. a laugh. I'm insisting now that we share a screen. Like, this woman looks like Denise Richards, not remotely like um, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, but it's Photoshop. Denise, like... Not um, a photograph of her. It's not, a, it's not that her face now looks... Oh, yeah, they just photoshopped her face to look like a different face. Yeah, I think mm. she's got a couple of filters on her. She's made her chin a little bit smaller, and her face is, like, really close to the camera. What does that yeah. caption say? It's proof that it's photoshopped Whoops. because half of her chain is gone. But, yes, we know it's photoshopped because it looks nothing like her face. Yeah, because she's smoothed, yeah. she has smoothed herself like, out. Like, there's her face. It's a jaw thing, I think. She, yeah, because she usually has quite a square jaw. Beautiful. I think you're right about the chin. And she's I just... really think she is so, like, lovely looking. Why? Not this picky. This one here with the 
mad hair. Yeah, but that's look. money. Anyone could look. The thing about the Kardashians is not only could anyone look as well as they do with money, anyone could literally look like the Kardashians. All you need is like a significant spray tan, fake lashes, full face of makeup, some good contouring, some fake lips, lips some tatas. Yeah. Lips, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would like if I had the, if I had the money, I'd do it too. Really? I'd love to, but I'm a bit scared of filler. I'll be honest. I got lip fillers once. I time. know you went. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, we know. I'd like to see a pro, like a an actual. Do you have a really like visual photograph of you with them? It didn't make that much of a difference. So I only got half a milligram. It was just ah, out of nothing, Cass. Well, it's only you go up to one. I thought one would be too extreme. But it just kind yeah, of like... In for a penny, in for a pound. Well, when all this is over, let me tell you, I've seen myself so often over this lockdown that I am getting everything Botoxed. I'm going to do it here. <laughs> I'm going to get it in my forehead. I'm going to start reducing my age. You can't. You're the youngest of us. Yeah. And you I can't leapfrog over us. Shiny and smooth. No, no, no. She's going to be doing preventative work, Jen. She exactly, needs this. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Too late for us. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, yeah. Restorative. I don't think it's too late for you guys. It'll probably just be more expensive. <laughs> um, listen, what kind of creeps do we have? Oh, I have one who I've been talking about. I feel like I can't believe I never told you. Every week I come on to do it, something else comes into oh, its place. Come on. Cryogenics. I've said it 400 times to you and I've never done it. So I have yeah. my original <laughs> months old I feel cryogenics. Like, yes. Chat. Which one my of last memory of you saying cryogenic? I've said it every it week. Was in the studio. Oh yeah, I know. I think uh, Declan I could be wrong. Somebody sent it in to us. I think it was you, Declan. I'm sorry if it wasn't, but I feel like it is. So thank you. Now, do we have any housekeeping from our listeners' perspective? Can I open my phone? Shit, they're oh, literally hardly. screaming at us to get on with it. I'd say. Oh right. But we. Um. Will. So, who, what do you have, Soph? Um, I have, I, I could go either way. I have either like the most horrific story of just, I just, ugh, ugh. or I have, um, uh, I could redo my, disgusting or yuck oh, is yeah, in darkness. disgusting, but so, so dark, so spectacular. It's like the most outsized gross story I've ever, ever debated telling you. And then and uh, the other one I have plenty of disgusting things. So one can only imagine what this story. One can only imagine. I got to the end of an article about this person, and I actually just said "fuck" out loud. I was like, "Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna need that." Yeah, I think okay. so. Too. Okay. okay, okay, okay. What do you have, guys? I have a classic missing child twist in the tale, set in the oh. UK. Solid. Oh. Little creep. I love it. This isn't your one okay. who was in her granny's Don't house the whole time. Now. Do you remember that famous one? Is it that one? Did we cover that one before? Remember, and the dad and no. the mom, we got, they got T-shirts made. Can't need to find her. It was all over the news. And then they found her in the attic, alive. Actually, and that's not let me this one. All right, that, that'll be good. Stop, that sounds... Uh, Sophie, you want to kick us off? Okay, um... Sure thing. Or do you want to sandwich me between cryogenics and missing kid? Sure. <laughs> Why? I'm, Mine oh, is just, not sad. Just interesting. Mine's okay. not sad. Well, I, well, it is. It's a little weird. Will I go with missing child first and ease us Fine. into it? Let's do sure. it. 
I just feel we definitely shouldn't end on me is all I'm saying. I just, okay. I, I feel there should be a buffer between me and the rest of the world <laughs> outside this podcast. Okay. Okay. Hit us. So, um, this is a story about a little girl called Shannon Matthews. So on a cold February evening in 2008, Karen Matthews reported her nine-year-old daughter, Shannon, missing. Obviously, um, you know, Madeleine McCann went missing in 2007. The Soham murders of Holly and Jessica were in 2002. So when a little girl in the UK goes missing, people take it very seriously. So Shannon was last seen outside her school about half a mile from her home in West Yorkshire. She, the police response was immediately quite massive. Um, Karen's friend, so the mother's friend, Julie, started to organize local searches. The community pulled together to try and find this poor little lost girl. The whole country was gripped by the story, hoping she would be found safe and sound as soon as possible. A few days after her disappearance, police detectives revealed that Shannon had actually expressed a wish to leave her home and had scribbled a note on her bedroom wall saying she wanted to see her biological father more frequently. But officers, obviously, given the fact that the girl... Seems like a weird note for a nine-year-old. I wish to see my biological father more frequently. You're like... (laughs) She might might have just said often. Um, So police were obviously massively concerned given her age so they started searching nearby woods parks they had victim recovery dogs that specialized in finding bodies and the search was massive they searched over 3,000 homes and spoke to over 1,500 cars stopped cars on the road public support was also massive a supermarket stepped up imagine if they were just so indifferent like yeah (laughs) The uh, supermarket stepped in to give the family free food. They paid for uh, flyers to be printed, T-shirts. The Sun newspaper offered a £20,000 reward. Wow. And then, um, when, the, when she was, you know, the, the, they upped it to 50000 um by the 5th of March, which would have been kind of, uh, you know, a couple of weeks after her disappearance. Um. So Karen, Matthews' mom, was making several public appeals for the safe return of her daughter. Um, But there were some questionable moments and some weird behaviours. There was a family liaison officer assigned to the case, a detective, Constable Christine Freeman. And she was one of the people who started to suspect that Karen was acting weird. So Karen lived with her Karen is the mother, not the the mom. Okay. Karen's a mum and she had, I think in total she had six or seven kids. She's living with her boyfriend, Craig Meehan. And so speaking when she, she, in an interview in the Telegraph in 2017, Detective Freeman said she felt something was a bit odd from the start. When I get to the house to see Karen and her boyfriend, Craig, they're playing an Xbox and Karen hardly looked up. And then she told, went on to say that she had a kind of pop song as a ringtone on her phone. And when her phone started to ring, Karen jumped up and started dancing to it. What? And, and her daughter was, like, was missing. Why are you? Weird. Yeah. So Karen's close friend, Natalie, also started suspecting that something wasn't quite right. 
she came to my stay at my house when the TV cameras weren't around and I realized it was as if she didn't care. She was back to her normal, happy self, she said. Something wasn't right. Remember one time Karen wanted to watch the news and Shannon's pictures came on the TV and Natalie's oldest daughter said, oh, I can't wait for Shannon to come home. And Natalie, being cautious, being a mother, said, well, you know, it's not guaranteed that she's going to come home. We just need to brace ourselves, pray and hope for the best. And Karen Matthews, the mother, said, look, she's famous now. She's on the TV. Don't worry, she's going to come home, which Natalie thought was really a strange thing to say. The police had told Karen not to speak to the press, but she continued to do so. They told her it, would put, it could put Shannon's life in danger, but she ignored all of these requests and kept giving statements to reporters. She, at one stage, was in Natalie's house, and then 10 minutes later, she was in the kitchen, and 10 minutes later, Natalie was in the kitchen after Karen had left, and she saw Karen give a live interview on TV just down the road. And when Natalie went around and was like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. She just said, please don't shout at me. So Shannon's mother, Karen, said she believed her daughter was snatched by someone close to the family. And she said this because some of her clothes and stuff were missing as well. So there's no trace of her her, um, swimming togs or a towel. Um, And she kind of went on about how she didn't feel safe anymore and you couldn't trust people and that was really filling them with lots of fear. So, sorry, um, Shannon had been saying that or her mother? So the mother, Karen, had been saying that, you know, it was probably someone close to them in the family and that they felt really unsafe and, like, how could you trust... Couldn't trust anyone. Yeah. And that this was awful and blah, blah, blah. Has, has Shannon gone to Walton Towers or something? No. Spoiler. <laughs> No. So, <laughs> the swimmers. But police, but I think this is, you know, she had apparently written the note saying that she was actively running away. But anyway, um, so the police, the investigation started to turn in on the family and extended family members, and they all complied. Um, Karen was happy for the police to look at criminal records of family members, all that kind of stuff. The whole time she was playing the tearful victim pleading for the return of her daughter in between playing xbox yes so weird isn't it so the search was she's just really trying to finish this game the search was going on for weeks right there's at least um it was kind of three or four weeks into it they had so many detectives on the case that it's estimated that it cost about 3.2 million in man hours. Wow. Specialist dogs, all that kind of stuff. They were searching rivers for any traces of bodies. And 24 days into being missing, Shannon Matthews was found on the 14th of March, hidden, tied up, and drugged. What the fuck? Under the bed. Under <gasps> the bed of a house belonging to a man called Michael Donovan. This is that fucking story I was talking about. I just said it all wrong. I remember. Do you not remember? He has a what? No. He has a low IQ, learning difficulties, but he's Shannon's mother's boyfriend's uncle. So he's Greg Meehan's uncle. Weird. And Shannon was discovered there when a tip-off came from neighbours hearing a child in the property. That they'd never seen or heard before. 
my so god. He, they had he had basically created this long elastic, this really thick piece of elastic tied to a beam and tied around her waist. So she was able to move kind of between a few rooms into a bathroom. Um but she couldn't get around the rest of the flat. But when the police Mad. went in to arrest Michael, he started yelling, get Karen down here. We had a plan. We were sharing the 50,000 pounds. So, oh. But Shannon, thankfully, Shannon seemed to be fine. She was oblivious. Um, she didn't really realize what was going on. She'd been drugged. So she was like continuously drugged kind of out of it. And there wasn't, other than being tied up and being held hostage, there was no other harm. Uh, so she just thought she was on the weirdest holiday ever basically yeah essentially on some kind of bungee cord um bouncing around some strange flat yeah so when (laughs) when questioned detective asked karen had she called 999 as part of an act to make it look like her daughter was missing when she knew she wasn't missing and she was seen in videos to agree with this statement um, and started breaking Karen. down, saying that people will hate me. I've disgraced the kids. Um, so, but during the trial, it came to light that Shannon had actually been drugged for up to 20 months before her disappearance, which is total abuse, child neglect. Um, Whoa. Yeah, for what, what purpose? Like sedative kind of I think stuff? sedatives, yeah. They would just keep, you know, she'd rake Just to kids. shut her up. Yeah, I think just to keep the kids out of it while they played their fucking Xbox Jesus and whatnot. Christ oh my mm. god I mean it's not the worst thing parents have done, done or not done while playing Xbox yeah true so I was down a very dark part yeah I think I ventured day. down that exact hole once and had to retreat quickly I literally felt I know. physically I know the story you're talking what? about what parents well, what is it few culprits in South Korea yeah so la- allowing their children to starve oh. to death because they were is that the same one Soph Right. Yeah, it, fucking there's yeah. actually a, a few mm. incidents of it. I was researching a piece I'm writing, and like, oh, the fucking word. Let's go back to Shannon, which is actually cheerier. Or um, drugged Shannon. Um, and like, what the hell? Like, they didn't know the uh, reward was going to be put yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, but they anticipated there would be some reward. So, um, but when it got to when it got to court, Karen denied any. Uh, involvement in this kind of faux kidnapping saying that Craig me and her boyfriend had told her to take the blame for what had happened and she did it because she was scared of him but in cross-examination it emerged that she had told uh, police you know five different versions of the story and it was just lie after lie after lie Jeez. so on the 4th of December 2008 Karen Matthews and Michael Donovan were found guilty of kidnapping false imprisonment and perverting the course of justice um, the plan had been for Donovan to release Shannon at a market drive around the corner find her and take her to the police station and claim the reward which would have been split evenly between um, Michael and Karen both were sentenced both were only Fucking sentenced dumb to, plan. Yeah. Only uh, sentenced to eight years in prison. Craig Meehan, the boyfriend, was convicted of possessing child pornography, oh, which was discovered oh. on his computer during the investigation but had nothing to do with the kidnapping. Karen Oh my god. Karen was actually released in two thousand and twelve after serving half the time. She was given a new name to use in public. Um uh, because the authorities did not consider her mentally capable of maintaining a completely new identity. So she'll retain her real name for, like, 
legal documents and all that kind of stuff. Um, so disastrous. What became of she the rest said, of her children? Yeah. Were they... Yeah, did so they're all children, children taken away. All of the children were placed in care and given new identities. So I don't know if they're placed in care together or if they're placed in care separately. So oh, um, she was her. There were seven of them in total. All siblings were placed into care and given new ident- identities. But in a in a in an in interview, um, kind of in you know uh, last I think it was like last year the end of 2018 Karen said that I'm not Britain's worst mum I didn't kill anybody none of it's true I'm on the edge from the start I didn't know where she was others were involved I didn't have a clue yeah. you can't kidnap your own child yes, again. I know the truth and I wasn't involved I still have nightmares thinking it's all going to happen again so Jesus. Shannon will be 19 now 20 now and there's a special order preventing anyone from contacting her. Oh, well. Oh I hope God. she's moved into a different, nicer life than that one. I know this isn't the point of the creep dive, but, like, just just a bit of feedback on that plan. Like, blood. what? Like, why didn't they just involve Shannon and be like, here, we're going to do this. Um, You lie low. But, like, we won't tie you up or drug you. Let's just be sound. Yeah, she was eight. Now, Jen's just shaking no, no, her I'm head. Great. Sorry, she was eight. You, she definitely would have, like... Oh, right. You could bribe her pretty easily, I'd say. Nine. Yeah, she would have. She would, and totally. especially... If you were like, I'll give you... Cut you know, her in on the deal. You're going to get 200 pounds? Yeah, there was no need for the drug. Yeah, <laughs> 200 pounds. scary tying up. No need. Oh, just, yeah. And leaving her horrific. with someone who was incapable of care. Like. How long was she there in total, Cass? She was 24 days... Jesus, but like the fact that he was going to return her and claim the prize as if no one would be like and you don't have anything to do with the case yourself now you're just you just randomly found her yeah and he like just so instantly identifiable it's like your mom's uncle it's just a depressing case delighted anyway for Craig the absolute creep yeah fuck him especially yeah good on you now well done Craig for completely being such an ob there and getting caught up in that Love it. Uh, Jesus, what a wild one. I, I remember it in the press. It's not at all where I thought it was because going. Because there was so much press. What year was this? This all happened in 2008. Yeah, you must remember those. And they had t-shirts made up. Your mum, the mum was doing every... It was all over every paper and news. And there was even a turn... I remember even that the press at the time of the interviewing, when she was still legitimately gone, it all just seemed wrong, you know? And even mm. the, the questions and the interviews yeah. at the time, everyone was like, "I and you're sure now you have no idea." It just like it was quite. I kind of no surprise to anyone that it was a setup that she'd been there. But I suppose it was. I mean, um, you know, after kind of the Holly and Jessica case and oh, yeah, the caretaker, what was his name? Was were was interviewed. Was it Ian somebody. Ian Huntley. Mm, yeah. 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 Oh. God. So, like, I, I remember seeing the interview that he had done. In his doorway. In which, like, he was, yeah, they were talking about the search party and, and, and trying to help and all that kind of stuff. And, like, it seemed Ugh. so sincere. So, I think, yeah. like, after that case, certainly people were more, for good or bad, were more critical of the people who were associated with the missing person rather than looking completely externally. 
Mm. Oh, that was a joy. Jet. Gla- delighted to hear that nobody yeah. died. That's that was nice. Uh, nobody died. It sounds like she's grand now in the foster care system she, for her for her siblings' life. So oh that's also sad. I hope she landed with a nice family. Here's hoping. Here is hoping. Uh, thank you, Cassandra. You are welcome. Uh, Sophie, Sophie, you ready to take okay. us into hell? I am t- taking you right into hell. Um, my clickbait headline is, She lost her head. Exciting. Oh. Exciting. So, um, have you guys ever heard of Catherine Knight? Is this the Australian? She's, yeah. Yes. We keep half talking. Are you going to test about her finally? We never yeah, talk we about it. we mentioned her twice before. I remember because I'm, I keep, I listen to this Australian podcast. They talk about her loads and we've talked about her before here. Just like top tier. I don't have any recollection of that. And I feel like it's one that I keep being like, will I? And then being like, no. That's all we've said about it. It's too yeah, horrendous. That's all we've said. We haven't gone into. <laughs> into deets. I mean, okay, so. Catherine Knight, first of all, what I just absolutely adore about her is that she just looks like just one of the gals from accounts yeah, or something. She's a Karen. Hang on, I have a absolutely a brilliant picture. Karen. Do you follow Karen's in the Wild? No. Karen's in the Wild. Oh my god, it's one of the funniest Instagram accounts, but it's triggering <laughs> if you've ever worked in like um retail or that kind of you know. She looks like a Karen, all right. There she is. Karen, Karen in accounts. She'll sort out your PRSI, but she'll give you a little bit of a head shake and be like, now you should have come to me about this months ago because now you're going to be emergency taxed and you'll be months waiting for that back, but don't let it slide. And that she'll give you a nice little... You know, she's like... Exactly. And don't come crying to me now when you have to wait six weeks for that back pay. You knew about it. Um, Look at her. Impish little grin as well. I mean, we'll have to use her as the picky, I think. Absolutely. By the way, I don't know if you can hear the screaming baby on mic. Somebody is with him. I don't know what's going on. I presume he'll be brought to me. Okay, so. Ah, just give us a whistle-stop tour of poor Catherine Knight's brutal childhood. So, things did not start well for Catherine. She was born in Australia in a place called Tenterfield in the mid-50s and she was the product of a scandalous affair between her mother, Barb, and her father, Ken. And They're the um, most Australian names. Barbie and Ken. I know. Bob. Did you hear that Bob and Ken got together? No. Yes. And Bob, not only already a mother of four boys with another man, but... She even met Ken through her husband. Jesus. I know. Scandal. Way to shit on your own doorstep. Completely. Way to absolutely ride the cock of your husband's friend. Literally. Not great. Literally. Um, So anyway, the whole town was rocked by this scandalous um, affair. Uh, Then things went from... uh, kind of not great to way worse um uh Catherine's dad who was the other dad if you know what I mean 
um, that they went, they continued on to live with, I believe, like, uh, was really abusive. And I would say she bore the brunt of that too, especially being the, uh, you know, love child of another man's. Um, mm. She was known in her school as just being an absolute terror. She just picked on the smaller kids, presumably because she was having the absolute crap beaten out of her at home. Like, it's just a, one of those horrific cycles mm-hmm. of abuse. Um, she quit school at 15, having somehow managed to, even after all those years, never learn to read or write. And she, so she had pretty minimal job prospects, but despite that, still landed her dream job at the local slaughterhouse. What? Cutting out the internal organs of animals. Dream job. Me and her. I swear to God, she actually told a profiler years later that she loved her job so much that she hung her first set of butcher's knives over her bed. Not a red flag at all. Yes. That seems dangerous. I mean, I have my knives on a magnetic strip in the kitchen. It's quite intense to hang that over your bed. Yes. But then again, right, just in Catherine's defense, before we really go full tilt into absolutely annihilating her, I do, you know, I keep the knife under the bed as well in case of the intruder. So I can't see it. Just definitely you're going to die by that knife. That's what Seb said, and that's why I brought the second knife into the scenario. We've been through this on this exact podcast before. I had the first knife, and Seb was like, there's no way the intruder's going to get that knife off you and knife you with it. And I said, that's why I have the second knife, and produced the second knife. Anyway. (laughs) Then you're just having a knife fight. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) D'Artagnan style. (laughs) Oh, knifey, knifey. Um, so anyway, she was working away, literally happy as a future cannibal working in a slaughterhouse when she met a guy called David, um, another raging alcoholic, just like her father, uh, abusive, tick that box again. And uh, Catherine, like kind of like David, got with him and basically you know, just showed him that she could give as good as she got and kicked the absolute crap out of him whenever he tried to pull any shit on her. Um, But he he soon realised that she was actually way more demented than he was. And I don't think he liked that ratio Mm. of being the less crazy person in the relationship. However, he stuck around and she even... Um, convinced him to marry her and they were both heavily intoxicated the entire time and even Catherine's own mother warned him about her daughter being like She's look I know she looks like Karen in accounts but she there's something not right Oh, and David really? was like okay I wish you hadn't waited till the actual fucking wedding to tell me this anyway on their wedding night, um, David and Catherine consummated their marriage three times. Gross. Which is good, good going. They, you know that detail? 
I mean, I know that detail. I know that it's good going. I think that a lot of a lot of people don't get to consummate at all after the wedding. It's a very exciting day. People are very tired. Just saying. I got a kebab after mine. It was delicious. Anyway, that wasn't a euphemism either. Okay. Um, so when he fell asleep after the third time, which definitely seems like a reasonable thing to do, David, uh, Catherine, deciding she wanted to go again, took issue with him being asleep and instead of waking him up, actually just went straight into trying to choke him. He Absolutely woke, brilliant. Jesus. Like just Amazing. zero, zero to, choke. to choking. I don't even think she went, David, David. Nope. Straight to the jugular. David woke up fighting for his life and managed to fight Nig- er, Catherine off and... Um, and then uh, they uh, marriage lasted for the next ten years, ah. which is which is actually after an inauspicious start. Proud of them. It's good to get speed bones over in the beginning. Maybe it was a misunderstanding. She was just reaching for something across, <laughs> reaching across, across for something on his bedstand and, and just leaning his right down on his yeah, neck. Was, exactly. That's how you'd yeah, disguise happens. it. You'd be like, I'm just reaching for something on the floor just past you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, sadly, they, that wasn't the only speed bumps. Um, they, the, marriage, the whole marriage was just a kind of a canyon of bumps. Um, he was often unfaithful. Um, he once left her altogether, literally in the middle of the night, like basically sounds like he just ran screaming into the night. Um <laughs> She, they had two girls, two daughters in the middle of all this. And um, this is quite upsetting. But oh. after discovering one of David's affairs, Catherine, ever the kamikaze bitch, placed their two-month-old baby on the local train tracks shortly before oh a train God. was due. And now, detail on this is a little bit sparse. But from Grant. what I've got... It was only for the fact that the train didn't come that the infant was spared. She also, at a different point, threatened several people with a stolen axe. And I love that that stolen detail has made it in to the article I'm reading. two, Two ends of the spectrum there. I mean, it doesn't matter, does it, about the axe threatening if she had done... The, the baby plot to kill. Yeah, like the attempted murder is worse than the threatening with the stolen axe. Would the threatening with the stolen... <laughs> would it be better if it was her own axe that she'd bought with her own yeah. money? Do you think um, whoever she was threatening was like, wait, wait. Can I see the uh, receipt for that axe? That's Can't not your axe. Uh, exactly. I've seen that axe before. Um, she was like unsurprisingly diagnosed with mental um, illness. She was diagnosed with postnatal depression after some witnesses reported watching her um, pushing, violently pushing her buggy down the street okay. and kind of like swinging it a bit. Jesus. Right. Now, I mean, not that I'm like, you know, it me. But like we've all been there. We've all been yes. there to a degree. Yeah. But I'm just I picturing definitely... what the hell that had to look like. 
for somebody, for somebody to, to be like, um, anyway, she spent a few months in a psychiatric hospital, which is great. That sounds like that was perfect for her. Um, she told um, the nurses in the hospital that she actually was planning on killing this mechanic she knew because he had fixed David's car that night that he took off. Um, uh, but the nurses, I don't think they took much of an issue with this statement because Catherine was released from hospital and popped home to David and eventually he left. It had to happen, really. Yeah. Um, shortly after, so we're like in the 80s now, she's like well into her 30s. Um, she kind of had like a big series of like similarly toxic kind of relationships before she then jumped feet first straight head over heels in love with a guy called Dave David Saunders a local miner ah. and that yeah that could have been the happy ending uh, she moved in or sorry he moved in with her and her two daughters um, but he hung on to his old flat and this became a real issue for Catherine. She was very suspicious about why did he want the old flat. And basically, as is the way with poor Catherine, she has a pattern. The relationship soon grew very toxic, very violent. Um, there's a detail about a puppy that I might spare you, yeah, uh, Cassie. Yeah, that's not um, But she did it just to demonstrate to David what she was capable of. I think... My personal view is that Catherine was trying to tell people at every hand's turn that she was not all there. And they were not taking it very seriously. Yes. Because I David totally David stuck around and they even had a daughter a year later. Oh, for God's so sake. So she's now got three children. Um, now, after the birth... David did leave for a short time after she'd attempted to kill him with a pair of scissors. <sighs> they, she then... People just don't hold still long enough for that type of death. <laughs> she then met a guy called John. They stayed together for three years. Like, it's amazing. She's no problem catching a dick. But once she has it, she gets volatile. Um, um, she had another son since her fourth child and now with John um, like it wasn't a great relationship but there wasn't any like murdered uh, puppies or you know threatenings with scissors that one seems to have fizzled out on like a less kind of sort of hysterical kind of vibe and that's when she met John um, John Price they had a relationship that uh, was once again not without its complications um, he had two older children who lived with him but they actually kind of liked Catherine and of all the stepmoms and like you know you'd, you'd hate your stepmother for less of a reason do you know so I think it's kind of amazing actually that Catherine got through their kind of radar mm. and they accepted her Uh Maybe, I don't know. They hadn't maybe heard much about her. Anyway, um, he was another minor, though. So I do kind of feel like it's a small community a where they were. There's mm. a type, yeah. 
So they moved in together in the mid-90s. She's now kind of, you know, in her 40s and um, things going well. However, when she suggested that they get married, and she's obviously not a once-bitten type of gal, Mm -hmm. he um, declined and she um, turned very violent. She then got uh, vindictive and framed John for stealing things from his company and got him fired. Though I think if she had kind of thought that through just a bit more, she might have remembered that his salary as a minor was keeping them in a house. I suppose she's so kamikaze. It's the same with the poor baby a few years before. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, she has form for this. Anyway, he kicked her out after she got him fired. But a few months later, they started seeing each other again. The heart wants what the heart wants. The heart wants what the heart wants. Um, He did, though, this time, wise to her, wouldn't let her move back in. Um, This only exacerbated Catherine's propensity for violence. Um, She got very annoyed that she wasn't allowed to move back in. Um, And in February of the year 2000, they've been together like five years now, in the February of the year 2000, an argument, they were very on and off though, (laughs) as we'll see. Um, An argument broke out between John and Catherine, which culminated in her trying to stab him in the chest. And he was like, stop that now. Took out a restraining order against her um, in an attempt to keep his kids safe. And it was at the end of that February that he said to some friends that if we ever went missing, it was because Catherine had killed him. <gasps> and he was But like, of course they're going to think she killed him. Spot on. Obvious. Obvious. But has she in like, fairness, yeah. been trying to kill everyone this whole time? Him, like, in fairness, to <laughs> point the finger before a Just, proper investigation. Like, what stopped me from right now being like, if I ever go missing... Look at Jen O'Dwyer. Look at Jen O'Dwyer. <laughs> then they find, like, they, they find this weird internet search history on your computer. And maybe you were like, look, one day... How, how did you do it, Jen? Would you go, like, kind of gruesome? Arsenic. Oh, no, we've talked about this. Yeah, you've got this weird... Poison. Very kind of... It's very sterile and kind of, I don't know, efficient and passionless. But keeping yourself Jen. at a distance. You, Jen will definitely get away with That's it. That's what I they call say. me. Yeah, well, you're so right, actually, because like you can imagine that conversation where he's like, "If I ever go missing, now, you guys straight down to Catherine, and they'd be like, the woman that you have a restraining order against. Yeah, yeah, I think we will take a look. Don't worry, we've got the. You've already got a restraining order against her. Anyway, it wasn't even a month later. It was the very last day of February 2000, a leap year, that John came home from work. And did his usual routine of checking in with the neighbours before he popped up to bed at 11. Now, Catherine, they must have been in an on period despite the recent attempted knifing. uh, Because Catherine came home shortly after him, made herself a bit of dinner, watched TV, had a shower, went upstairs, woke uh, John and um, they had sex. And 
which is lovely, you know, when you see couples who are a few years in like that and there are a few stabbings in and there are a few restraining orders in, but they're still having passion is still there. Yeah, the intimacy is so important. Esther Perel would be proud. Anyway, then Catherine took a butcher knife from next to her bed and stabbed John 37 times. According to evidence, he woke up during the attack, but he he couldn't fight her off. Jesus. He succumbed to his wounds, and that is when Catherine just started to party. She dragged his body downstairs, skinned him, hung his body from what? Him, Hang from, on. what? Yes, sorry. Yes, skinned him. Yes. With one of her butcher's knives. She was very proficient was in that. She very idea. talented from her years in the abattoir. Oh, dear. So she skinned him where in the house Jesus. now? Upstairs down in the downstairs? living room. Downstairs, she, she skinned him. She dragged him down. She dragged him downstairs. She must have him. Blo- ble- let him bleed out somewhere, so. Like in the Probably bath or something? in the bath or something. Yeah. Doesn't suggest that on anything I've read, but maybe. Sure, the carpets would get ruined. I don't think. She, I think, was beyond carpet cleaning solutions at this point. Oh my goodness, this is wild. He, she hung his body up from a meat hook in the living room. Now, she was the meat hook always in the living room? Was it a feature of the living room up until God now? Or did she just install it in advance of this little hootenanny she was throwing for herself? Anyway, well, like, then she presumably did, it was there. She'd already installed the meats above uh, the meat knives above her bed. Yeah, as we said, as I said, in Catherine's defense, she did nothing but tell people this was going to happen. <laughs> she decapitated him, Perfect. which is very hard work, and then cut up pieces of his body to cook in a dish with, and I really object to this. Potato, pumpkin, beets, zucchini, cabbage, squash, and gravy. It is a fucking hodgepodge. Jesus. Nothing goes with anything there in that whole mix. Hang on. What? How? That night? All that night. Yeah? She got... So that night, she killed him, filleted him, hung yeah. him up, yeah. and started to butcher his body. I yeah, mean, and, started, and then started got to Got the start dinner. on dinner, Yeah. Um, when she was made kids? not there not there <laughs> imagine just there um, on the where Xbox where was her <laughs> she made a dish for herself um, though it was half discarded uh, they found later that um, she hadn't finished it now you know maybe she was planning to return to it she then lay down next to the headless mutilated corpse of Price was was completely pooped, took a large number of pills and passed out. Jesus Christ. In a suicide attempt? That, I did or not see that suggestion. I, I think just genuinely, absolutely okay. bushed. Just trying to come down. Just bushed. Just buzzed. She was, that's yeah. it, you'd have a real blast of adrenaline, I think. Just mm. absolutely succumbing to all of that wildness that had been floating around in her kind of on her to-do list for years now. There's so much heavy lifting there. She must have been very, very strong upper body-wise. I am, like, seriously. Like, the decapitation. Like, not to be so Sorry, gruesome, yeah. but, like, I, 
impossible. would say that's How, really you, hard. Like, uh, not with a, do you know Ted Bundy did that? Yeah. And like, there was a hacksaw, I think, was Jesus. the instrument he used. And like, I just you, have been you, making a treehouse for my kids this week. I hate to mention that in the exact same conversation as this. But like, I've been doing a lot of sawing this week. And I mean, it's very tough going. It's heavy. How very is hard work. coming uh, along? Oh my God, it's amazing, lads. I'm de- Except I'm co- in constant fear that someone from the city council is going to come and like, have my guts for garters. As Catherine Knight might. I'm sorry, you're doing this in your own garden, are you? No, I don't have a tree. I don't even have a... I have a yard. A yarden. I know. No, I have... um, Whose garden are you building this tree house in? I found a secret tree in the park. Hence my fear of Dublin City Council. Slash the local youths who I am sure are just intent on reefing it out of the tree. But I'll send you guys some pickies in the WhatsApp. It's really coming along. Do. There's a swing... And it's uh, and and yeah, and there's going to be a ladder. This is up. an amazing segue. Anyway, it's really good. A very crucial part of and the a story. Really crucial part. Like she's there. Catherine is having her cat nap right beside a torso, and we're like, "How's the treehouse going?" Um. Anyway, next day, right? Uh, John didn't show up for work. His co-workers were like, do you remember, do you remember John said that about Catherine about a month ago? They called the police when he didn't show up. And the police went to do a wellness check at the property. Now, one of the things I watched for this, the police, one of the police officers described walking in to the house and kind of like pushing open one of the living, the living room door, the kitchen door. And like, a kind of curtain sort of brushed over his his face and he kind of had to push it to the side slightly to come through and then he realised that that curtain was John's skin. Stop. No. No. Just kind of (laughs) draped over a door. No, it hardly has the drapes of a fabric. Like, oh my God. What do you think some fabric is? Yeah, but it's got it's hide, a, it's really thick. Like, it's not going to break over a door and mistake it for a fucking curtain. This is amazing. But, like, you're not on it's the lookout. Heavy, like a robe. You're not like on a, the lookout a, for, a like, a full curtain. pelt of human skin when you're walking into that a house. He just, brilliant. He's just, My his eye wasn't on the prize. He was just like, hello, mate, John? John, are you home? What's this? I just imagine him doing the Ned Flanders scream, like, now, it oh wasn't great. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did he see? So. Like, she would have only have eaten a very small part of him. So hanging off that meat hook, I imagine, is 90% oh. of John. There's a hell of a lot hanging off the meat hook. I'm just, I just can't get beyond the, like, man-shaped skin pelt. Skin. Curtain. Dangling over the doorway, over the door. <laughs> like and dripping down the door. Oh, like it's a fucking amazing visual. Like I have, I have like a lack of drying solutions for my laundry in my house, and would often drape jeans and things like that over the door. So I said, just have such a strong. That's it. I do that as well yeah. with the heavy shit you're washing. Yeah, exactly. Because it breaks your. Um, that's it. It might break your. What do you call those? 
your air dryer. Anyway, another segue. Another segue, essential though. So the police immediately just found Catherine, obviously. She kind of, you know, stirred awake and said that she had no memory of the previous night. Um, They were like interesting because it seems like it would have been quite memorable Mm. and savagely butchering your partner. The police found his head. Do you remember the head? Boiling in a pot of vegetables on the stove. Oh my God. I mean, it's dangerous, frankly. Like she took how many pills? pills and just left that Stove on. Boiling away. Yeah. Like that could have boiled dry and you never would have got mm-hmm. the pot back. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I mean the, that's, a that's good the smell tip of that for that is like powder detergent on the bottom of the pot, pour in about an inch of water and stick it back on the hob and s- sort of boil that and that you can begin to rescue the pot. Top tip. Seriously, though, the smell of that gas. Oh, my God. I just, I'm picturing, like, like, just a kind of, you know, like, you know those really, really weird steak and kidney pies that you can buy in the kind of flat pie-shaped tin in the fridge? Yeah, they're delicious. Okay, maybe not that. What about, like, roasted cat food? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, roasted cat food. So just identifiable, you think. I kind of recognise the smell as food, but there's an additional query. Mm, there is additional scent of wrong. Um, on the table, the police found two full plates of the meal Catherine had uh, prepared for herself the night before, each lovingly labelled with the name of John's children. Oh. Whoa. I mean, it's like quite... Like labelled as in she put place cards in? Yeah. It's quite theatrical, really. Very. Um, yeah. It's very exciting, isn't it? Like, you, that is just an incredible amount of work, like a meth frenzy. Nearly, oh, you know? absolutely. Like, I just feel like she basically was like, oh, I've gone and done it now. Well... I may as well have a bit of a good time with this one and fucking literally like unleashed like every she went demented thought that ever, ever drifted through her head. She was like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, Kirstie Alley. She went vibe. into craft zone. Yes, got crafty. Totally. Yeah. And um, she always maintained she had no re- recollection of the night. Um, but at trial... She just pled guilty. I just think she was like, and no, she had to. There was no getting away. She was it. wrecked from the exertions of the night. I don't think she would have lasted at a trial. No, you don't skin a grown man single-handed, um, and boil his head and not need to recuperate. Fucking wild. What? Wild I rage. Wild. Absolute rageaholic. Just a rageaholic. She was. Escorted to prison and sentenced to a life sentence, like, never to be released. <laughs> Frankly, you're gone so. now, Catherine. And uh, you can, good. I mean, is she, what year was this, though? Sorry, is she still in there? She's in there still. 2001 was when she was sentenced. 
I have to say, this is not the Australian again. I, I knew it. As well. <laughs> but the Australian I'm t- I was talking about was a terrible, um, it, like Myra Hindley levels with the child teenage girl killing and uh, with her partner, this Australian, who apparently in prison was pen pals with Myra Hindley. So do, I reckon, do you reckon Catherine might have struck up a pen pal deal with another you're, murderous... You're not thinking of the two teenage girls who killed one of their mother. No. Okay. I'm talking about a... Like that Heavenly Creatures is based on. Two teenage girls that killed... No. Maybe. Anyway, this is again another segue. I don't know enough to... I only know half. I want to hear that story. I love that I've apparently taken part in conversations about it, but I definitely don't know which one you're talking about. And I really want to know. It's similar to the kind of... Like she she falls in love with a man. Uh, They... I think, sorry, they kill her sister first, along with videoing all the raping and the terrible torture. You're definitely thinking of Carla Homolka in Canada. I am, I am, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's exactly, I'm so sorry about all this section. What are you doing? (laughs) Come back in the room. Stop talking. Back back in the room. I'm sorry. Back here. Just got excited. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, the the Carla Homolka and uh, Paul. Bernardo story is it's on this level all right I think it's worse than this though because of the it's worse yeah, yeah. like I'm oh, not that poor John like he didn't deserve it of course not but yeah, the signs were there though John and uh, I'd say now <laughs> well you know that phrase with like what the kind of if someone tells you who they are listen to them do you know that phrase? Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of it? Yeah. Like, usually people use it on their Instagram in these, like, real pass ag kind of inspo quote postings where, like, you're, do you ever see that when someone does something like that and you're like, oh, who are they, like, lashing out at through Instagram? Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so where, so what happened? She went to prison forever more. Yeah, she's still in prison. She's in her 60s now. She's only in her 60s. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Apparently, there's a kind, film. Has anyone in done an interview with her or anything? Oh, really? I mean, there'd have to be really. I'd definitely be interested in hearing. I guess her. She. Had, I'm sure she's saying, "I don't remember a thing." Is this part of her defense? She has stuck to that rigidly. Like boring. She's never, ever complained. Uh, this is a magnificent visual, though, isn't it? The skin curtain, the skin, the curtain. meat hook, no, oh, it's the floor. Sorry, she's taking him down to bulk. to fall asleep with his body, and then the head on the stove, and then the meals set out with the place cards. Any photographs of that? Sorry, Cast. This is disgusting. <laughs> I know. There is. So there's dark. photographs from. There the, is. Well, there's photographs from the crime scene, but they're very coy ones, like. You know those photographs where everything just looks kind of like dis- in disarray and hideous, but like there's nothing actually visible. You like the arm and muse house. You just, the whole thing's mm. imbued with kind of just vileness, but like you can't actually see anything. But uh, I don't know Often if my imagination, imagination is just so vivid or whether the doc I watched, which was a while ago, was there some kind of reenactment of the man curtain? I can't remember or, or maybe it was just so vivid in my head like but anyway it's all look, the touching of things anyway, it feels it great absolutely... to get all of that out of my system even about the South Korean so gamers enjoyable. I said to Seb earlier I don't earlier, feel sad about that you don't feel Seb sad I'm so glad I said to Seb earlier I just read something really horrible will I tell you about it and he was just like absolutely not 
Are you not creep diving tonight? Well done. <laughs> you know the way Sickos. you just like, pass it on. Sickos. <laughs> uh, that was a magnificent story. Can you give us a bit and of cryogenics? I'm not telling you my cryogenics. No, it's no. way too long. No, my story isn't too long. But I'm just going to, because it'll just forever be there in the background. So no, I'll never tell the story. This is like, I'll just know sake. it. Is it a story or is it like a, um, like a deep dive yeah, into cryogenics itself? It's a history of cryogenics and the hilarious people. I want That, uh, how it all went down. And then a touch of Walt Disney. Oh. Remember him? Uh. Anyway, I'm not telling you anymore, but let's just close it out by thanking our patrons. We love thank you, you and thank you so, so much. very much. We appreciate it so much and that you support us. If you are it's great. teetering on the edge of throwing a patronage our way, why not do it? There, you could do it for one month and then you could be like, no, this was a terrible mistake and leave. And that one month, you'd be fucking drowning in content from us because there's loads of back episodes. Loads of one. them. There are loads so of them. So many of it. them. There are those. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> Our regular Adam Buxton there. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure watching you touch yourself with that rod all the way through this. <laughs> oh, do you know what I'm using? It. It's like the, it's the other side of a meat skewer. Ha <laughs> ha. Ironic. Ha. Uh, but I'm using it like a jade roller. That, you know that bullshit product that Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow was, so you rub your face upwards and that has something to do with your lymphatic system which I think is utter nonsense you know the rolling things but it yeah. seems to be it's working you don't look a day over 38 <laughs> thank you Cassie and a big fuck you to you I'm rolling my face with this kind of roller ball that's got tiny spikes in it have you guys heard of these yeah, yeah Lydia I think that's one. good and different what has Lydia noticed a difference? Collagen. Yeah, Lydia's yeah, skin t- is looking great at the moment. I'm How not long has she been to use using? <gasps> that um, would be unhygienic. It's like sharing needles. Yeah. I've never used it, but I was just born with this youthful skin. I've never had a spot a day in my life. <laughs> a day in your life. No. What about those bags under your eyes? What can you get for that? I don't know. That's going to be the fillers, <laughs> I think. I've only joked. That's a joke. <laughs> That's I'm just, just going to add it to the list. I'm going to do this. Get those. I'm going to get that Botox there that you put oh, on the yeah. side of your forehead that lifts your whole face. Yeah, the thread, the dissolving thread. Have you heard about that? <gasps> yeah. Gross. They knit it under your skin and pull, and then eventually it just kind of lowers as it dissolves away, which just seems, I mean, good if you didn't like the look, but a, very annoying if you did. Oh my God, amazing. And then that transition time. Oh, we're going to have such anyway. a good day today. I go and get augmented in town and then have a pint after. We won't <laughs> recognise you. Can't wait. Sick of your face. Love a new one. Okay. Well, it was lovely to hear you and look at your face. See you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.